Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the worldwide phenomenon that was the Transformers toy line in 1985. We looked at the United States, we went to Europe and Japan, and now we come back to take a trip north of the border to Canada and south of the border to Mexico. All in this episode of Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 32 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind the website tfu.info, uh, world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And this episode, we are traveling the world. We're going to stay in North America, but we're going to go outside of the United States to our neighbors to the north and the south in taking a look at the 1985 offerings of Transformers in Canada and Mexico. And we are going to just stick to um, the exclusive offerings and the differences uh, between some of these toys uh, in both Canada and Mexico. And it's funny, I know the last episode I mentioned I was super excited about doing this episode, and I still am, but I had thought I was going to be covering more of Central and South America. And as I was doing my research for this, it turns out that a lot of Central and South America uh, didn't get the Transformers toy line or parts of the Transformers toy line until 1986. So we will be covering countries like Peru and Argentina and Venezuela uh, when we get back around to this episode in the 1986 portion of this show. And there's a lot of cool stuff there, but there's also a ton of cool and interesting and weird things to come out of both Canada and Mexico. More so Mexico than Canada, so we're going to start by heading to the north, to Canada. Now, before I get into uh, either Canada or Mexico, I do want to give a quick shout-out to a few people. Now, there's not a ton of information about international variants in North and South America, um, especially the, the Spanish-speaking countries from Mexico from Mexico on south. But the information that is out there, um, it's very good and very well researched. And so I want to give a shout out to a few websites that have been keeping this information alive. And that would be uh, the folks over at TF Archive, uh, particularly Nevermore, who has a great article on uh, Mexican Transformers. Uh, the original historian for Mexican Transformers, Morg, over at skywarp.co.uk, a site that is no longer around, but you can use the uh, Wayback Machine to check out some of the information there. The folks over at tfwiki.net, of course, and a friend of tfu.info, and one of the people that really helped uh, build the photography within the Toy Archive section back when I launched in 2002, and that would be Maz over at uh, Transformers Square One. You can also catch his articles at TF Source on the uh, TF Source blog. Uh, Maz does a stellar job, and a lot of this information is certainly cribbed from some of his articles on Mexican and Canadian Transformers. So heading on up to the north. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the north remembers. We're going to talk about just a few things coming out of Canada. Uh, first is one that was also released in the U.S., and I think I failed to mention it in 
1985 Autobots episode of this series. So I'm going to mention it here. And that is a figure known as Pepsi Prime. Now, Pepsi Optimus Prime was a promotional figure uh, through PepsiCo. So Pepsi had a basically a mail-away. You send in a coupon. I believe you send in a little bit of money. And they send you back Pepsi Optimus Prime. So there weren't a lot of these out there. Imagine it was somewhat of a limited run, but the Canadian version does differ somewhat from the U.S. version. So this version of Optimus Prime is pretty much the same as the retail version of Optimus Prime, but his trailer has Pepsi stickers on it so that it looks like a Pepsi truck. And she wouldn't give it to me, just one Pepsi! Now in the U.S. version, these were small Pepsi stickers that sat in the middle of the trailer on the sides but in the middle of where the uh the artwork would be and on the canadian version the pepsi sticker and logo extends across the entire trailer so that is canadian pepsi prime and it's kind of neat because he does have the pepsi logo on him and that's something that will get uh referenced and reimagined uh in the future now the the other big exclusive from 1985 that was in Canada, and I don't think there's much on the origins of why they got this version or why the toy looks this way. The Dinobot slag in Canada in 1985 actually matched the cartoon a bit more than the retail release of the toy elsewhere. He had a red face, just like he did on the cartoon. Uh, he also had a red missile launcher and white thighs, which are black on the original toy. And this version of Slag is a bit of an oddity, but uh, it is one that is exclusive to Canada. Now, the last part of things that are strictly Canadian from 1985, they did not get the 1985 minibots. So Beachcomber, Cosmos, Sea Spray, Warpath, Powerglide were not released at retail in Canada, but were released as mailaways. And the interesting thing here is they were released as mailaways in bags, um, little plastic baggies that they would be shipped in, but they were given instruction booklets within the bags. Minibots, when they're sold in retail, have the instructions printed on the back of the blister card uh, of the packaging. These had actual folding instructions like you would find in the larger Transformers toys. And like I said, there's not a ton of differences with the Canadian line this early on, or in general in Transformers, but uh, that's going to take us out of Canada and down to Mexico. Now, in Mexico, Transformers were produced by a company called IGA, and that's uh, spelled I-G-A. I think it's, believe it's short for uh, Plasticos IGA uh, is the full name of the company. Uh, I've been reading it as IGA while researching it, at least in my head. So if I slip back and forth between IGA and IGA, I apologize now. Now, when things get manufactured by different companies in other countries, uh, especially in the 1980s, things change. And we probably went over this a little bit in the Europe episode as things got manufactured by GIG or uh, Hasbro Europe, uh, Milton Bradley in particular, and... Uh, and uh, CG in France that some things get lost uh, in translation. Sometimes colors are substituted. 
sometimes materials are changed, paint is changed, and with Iga, a lot of things were changed to either make the toys, uh, I guess, cheaper at retail or more profitable at retail. So there's, um, from everything I've read, a slightly cheaper grade of plastic on these toys. And this has also led to uh, also slightly cheaper grade of stickers. Uh, the stickers needing to be reproduced means they look a little bit different. And this all means that there are a lot of variants out of Mexico. The thing is, there's not a lot of information out there to feel like we know everything. So stuff like this might change from the time I'm recording this, from the time you may end up listening to it. Uh, but at this time, this is what we know. And I'm going to cover some of the bigger wholesale changes to some of these figures. There's also smaller variants within a lot of these figures uh, that Maz has done a great job in documenting on his site at uh, Transformers Square One and on the uh, TF Source blog. So do search him out. Uh, and for simplicity's sake, we're going to cover uh, the 84 and 85 toy lines um, as they were released in the U.S. and how that is reflected in Mexico by Iga. Now, it's probably also important to note that a lot of uh, the Iga toy line um, didn't sell very well. And so a lot of these toys actually got exported in the late 80s to Europe and countries all over Europe. So a lot of these toys are actually easier to find on the other side of the Atlantic than they are in North America. And one of the things also worth noting, and as I mentioned about cheaper materials, is that some of these toys were worried to have lead paint in them. And actually versions of these EGA Transformers actually have safety stickers on them confirming that they are safe from lead paint. And so paint seems to be the big difference between um, U.S. versions of these toys and, and Hasbro versions of these toys, I should say, and the Ega versions of the toys. So from the 1984 line, uh, of course, Optimus Prime was released by Ega. Uh, difference here is that his die-cast chest was replaced with uh, plastic and he has no stickers on the front of his cab but the big the big tell on this figure is that his yellow eyes are replaced with red paint and it's poorly painted on so they're uh, Mexican Iga Optimus Prime figures tend to have big red globs for eyes and that's actually a running change that Ega made with several Transformers figures and didn't do too well at it either. Of the 1984 Autobot cars, Blue Streak was released there in a matte gray as opposed to the kind of shiny silver that he was released elsewhere um, and his face is unpainted and entirely gray. Uh, there are two versions of Hound released in Mexico. Uh, both of them are lighter green than the uh, Hasbro release. The first version has a giant hole on the Jeep bed, which is actually too big for the gun that's supposed to fit into it. Uh, the second version was then corrected with a fixed hole and was slightly darker than the previous version. Ironhide uh, is cast in a slightly brighter red plastic, 
uh, and read overall uh, from my research into the Ega Transformers line seems to be a brighter shade, brighter shade, but a duller plastic. So it's more of a matte finish, um, but a lighter color red. Um, there's also uh, a belief that he had blue treads. Um, this, from what I could find, is not true. They're still chromed on his uh, on his repair bay battle station, whatever you want to call it. But the plastic underneath the chrome is blue. As far as I can tell, Jazz was not released in Mexico, but Prowl was. And Prowl is one of the more famous Mexican variants because he is so different. And there are multiple versions of Prowl. So, overall, he has a... His face, his doors, his feet, they're all changed to black. He's been switched uh, in terms of his sirens. He's been giving the sirens that were given to Ratchet on the Ironhide mold. And he has different stickers. Now, version 1, that's kind of overall for the various different versions of Prowl. Now, version 1, as it's called, of the Mexican Prowl also has black headlights and the paint on his chest actually forms a point. It's called people call it the chest crescent. So it uh, both ends come across and form a small peak at the middle of his chest. Um, the version two has the headlights corrected uh, to white, and the crescent is now a straight black line across the front of his chest. And then apparently there's also a version three that kind of combines the two, where he does have the chest crescent but has white lights instead. And uh, again, over at uh, Maz's Transformers Square One page, there's a fantastic breakdown and beautiful pictures of this toy, which is very much, you think, oh, white for, you know, there's a couple pieces that are black, but the pieces that are black are really large in terms of the overall toy. And it really does make a huge difference in how it looks. And also the stickers, before I forget, the stickers are in Spanish. So instead of police, it says policia. Um, and a couple of the other stickers are also translated on Prowl. Ratchet uh, comes in more of a cream color, uh, and that's another thing, as the reds are generally matte and brighter in shade, um, the whites on Ega Transformers tend to be more cream than white, and Ratchet is probably the first one where we'll mention it. Uh, he's cream colored. He is missing the stickers on the backs of his hands, his wrists, in some versions, not all. Uh, as I said, Iga would correct things as time went on. Uh, so there are definitely uh, variations within the Mexican variations. Uh, he is the cross version with the red cross on the trailer, which was removed from the U.S. version uh, shortly after it debuted in 1984. Sideswipe is, again, a brighter red with a matte finish, and his whites are cream-colored. I'm pretty sure Sunstreaker was not released there, or we don't know if he was released there. And if you do know, or if you have photos of Mexican Jazz or Sunstreaker, uh, drop me a line. Info at TFU.info or on Twitter, TFU underscore info. Now, Trailbreaker of the 84 Autobot cars featured... Um, slightly different stickers and again the red plastic was slightly different colored and finally wheeljack again being a white toy was cream colored 
uh, to some extent. And the factory stickers used on his doors with the number 539 used a different font. And that takes us from 85 Autobot cars to the 85 Minibots. Now, I really thought this episode was going to be about Minibots in a big way because the rest of South America got a lot of different versions of the Minibots. And I'm going to be talking about those in the 86 version of this episode a little further down the line. Uh, so I was super excited to talk about that because there really is a lot of changes. But in Mexico, there was certainly a lot of different things as well. So with the Minibots, let's start with who didn't get any changes. Gears and Huffer were released with no obvious changes. There are differences to the copyright stamp and a few smaller things, but overall, not very different. Uh, Braun was released there in a duller version of green in 1985. Bumblebee and Cliffjumper both released there in yellow and in red, just like in the United States. Uh, but Cliffjumper was also available in blue and in white, where Bumblebee was available in blue, white, and silver. And finally, Wind Charger had uh, some big differences from the U.S. release. Uh, his legs did not have any chrome. They were straight gray plastic. His face had the uh, mouth plate that was a different shade, painted the same shade of gray that his top of his head and his now thighs are painted, and the red plastic, again, a slightly different shade. On to the Decepticons, starting with Megatron. And this one's, this one's bizarre in some ways. So his Megatron's gray is a bit more of a matte gray uh, from the report I read, and I'm not 100% certain on that one. But the interesting thing with Megatron is the stamp on his uh, body. Now, uh, that's the copyright stamp I'm talking about, by the way. Uh, generally, with the EGA Transformers, the copyright stamp is similar to the U.S. one, but where it says Takara and then has uh, the word Japan on it, the Japan is filled in and it's just a solid plastic black uh, strip. With Megatron, it says France on it, which is odd since Megatron was never released in France. For the rest of the Decepticons, Soundwave was released in a slightly more metallic blue, very similar to the U.S. version of Thundercracker. And the easiest way to tell a Mexican Iga Soundwave is that its feet are not chrome, they are black plastic. Uh, from everything I could find, Soundwave's cassettes uh, are all identical to their Hasbro release, though... Uh, there's not a lot of information out there on those figures, uh, but he did come with a buzzsaw. On to the Decepticon jets. Now, the jets all feature uh, a few standard changes across the board, but the most notable of those changes is the nose cone in jet mode. Now, the front of the nose on your standard Starscream, Skywarper, Thundercracker, released outside of Mexico, is uh, a rubbery soft plastic so it bends a little it has a little give in mexico iga released these with hard plastic nose cone points so uh that piece that is a little more soft probably for safety reasons is uh 
the same hard plastic that the rest of the toy is made with. Additionally, the jets all feature black wheels instead of diecast wheels, and that includes the additional landing gear piece. Now, Starscream colors have been switched down to a matte gray, similar to the blue streak I mentioned earlier, and his reds have become a bit more matte, while his blues are a bit more metallic. Uh, his factory stickers, also different. The ones on his tail fins, they no longer feature a white stripe. They are solid red stickers. Skywarp is probably the most uh, visually interesting of the changes here because that solid plastic nose cone on Skywarp is purple instead of black. So his vehicle mode looks fairly different. Uh, and overall, he also features a paler purple color on his plastics. Thundercracker is cast in blue plastic without the metal flake effect that is on the Hasbro release. And again, the factory stickers on his tail fins and wings, uh, one solid color red instead of being red with a white stripe. That takes us on to Series 2 of the EGA Transformers. Now, these may have been released in late 1985, but they may have been released in 1986. As I said, there's not a lot of information uh, out of South America that confirms either way. But for simplicity's sake, we're going to cover them here in 1985. And so in comparison to the 85 U.S. toy line, uh, we'll start again with the Autobots. Now, the year two Minibots were not released in Mexico. Again, that is Beachcomber, Sea Spray, Warpath, Power Glide, and Cosmos of the 85 Autobot cars. Uh, Grapple was released there, and early versions of him featured red feet like his counterpart, Inferno, uh, and he is also one with some sloppy red paint on his face and the horns on the side of his head. Those both originally had yellow paint and are filled in with red globs of paint. Uh, his crane sticker, uh, the, which is the little uh, diagonal pattern that sits on the bottom of his crane, uh, the yellow and black sticker, as it would be elsewhere, is now a white and black sticker. Of the Series 2 figures that probably is the most famous, that would be Hoist. Now, Hoist, uh, as you may remember, is a re tooling of Trailbreaker. He has a different back and a different head uh, as released by Hasbro and the rest of the world. But in Mexico, they didn't change the head. So Mexican Hoist actually has Trailbreaker's head and face on Hoist's body and in Hoist's colors. Additionally, uh, no Mexican Transformers had rub signs as they did in the U.S. So his rub sign sticker is replaced with a Autobot sticker. Inferno was released in Mexico, but there isn't a lot of information about him other than uh, that his arms were switched on early versions, so his left arm and his right arm were misassembled onto the wrong sides. Red Alert was released in Mexico, and he featured uh, the cream white plastic, the dull red paint, and the dull gray paint on his face. He also had... Uh, where there was a red paint stripe on the bottom of his door, uh, where it says Fire Chief in a sticker, uh, became all sticker on the Mexican version. And finally, Smokescreen was released 
in Mexico, but before he was released in his proper form, he was released as a straight redeco of Blue Streak. So Smokescreen, much like Hoist with Trailbreaker, Smokescreen is a redeco of the Blue Streak and Prowl mold. And he has usually a front spoiler, a rear spoiler, and um, a different roof. Uh, in this case, he is Blue Streak in Smokescreen colors. So there are no mold changes to the toy at all. So no spoiler, no, no rear spoiler, no front spoiler. And his roof has T-tops molded onto the top of it. And that pretty much wraps up the Autobot cars for Mexico. Tracks and skids are presumably not released because I cannot find any information on them. Additionally, uh, other characters I cannot find any information on. I'm just going to presume they weren't released. Were Blaster and Perceptor, Whirl Roadbuster, Omega Supreme, Jetfire, Swoop Slag, and Sludge. Uh, and I think it's important to note Whirl, Roadbuster, Omega Supreme, Jetfire. Those are figures that were not Takara designs, so chances are they weren't released in Mexico um, due to yeah, intellectual property issues. Blaster and Perceptor were never released in Europe until, God, only a few years ago. So chances are they weren't released in Mexico as well. Same goes for Swoop who was only released in parts of Europe. And then Slag and Sludge is kind of an auto mission. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if those were released and uh, there just aren't examples of those out there yet. Of the Dinobots that were released, Grimlock was released in two versions. Uh, version 1 featured his gold chrome toned down to a silver. And version 2 features the gold chrome, but a bit more muted. Both of them featured uh, brighter reds, and his head was more of a charcoal color than black. Now, Snarl was released in Mexico as well. He had red eyes, and early versions of him had a lighter version of gold chrome that was almost bordering on silver. Finally, rounding out the Autobots, the Jump Starters, Topspin and Twin Twist were released in Mexico, and early versions of those had red painted faces. Uh, you can find those fairly easily online. Uh, they're not cheap, but they're not as expensive as a lot of these other Mexican variations could be. On to the Decepticon side of things. Let's talk about what wasn't released first. And from what I can tell, the Insecticons, both regular and deluxe Insecticons, were not released in Mexico. So that would be Bombshell, Kickback, and Shrapnel. Um, which, if they were released, uh, I have not been able to find any information on that. So again, if you know a bit more than I do on those, please drop me a line. Info at tfu.info or on Twitter at tfu underscore info. The Deluxe Insecticons were also not released, but again, those designs were not Takara designs and were probably uh, not able to be licensed to Ega, and those would be Barrage, Venom, Chop Shop, and Ransack, and the same probably applies to Shockwave. And I have not been able to find any information on the jet named Dirge for Mexico, uh, whether or not it's just because he is too similar to Thundercracker being a blue jet, or if he was released and there aren't isn't much information out there, is yet to be seen. Of the year two Decepticons to be released, the Constructicons were released in Mexico, both individually and as the Devastator gift pack. 
Now these Constructicons feature a slightly different shade of green and no rub sign. Some of these Constructicons in some versions feature chromed weapons and parts that weren't chromed on the Hasbro versions. Additionally, some versions of the Mexican Constructicons feature red eyes instead of yellow and same for Devastator's headpiece. Uh, there are some instances where his eyes are painted red. The Triple Changers were released in Mexico as well. Blitzwing was released, however, I am not sure there are any differences between the Mexican version and the U.S. version. Uh, I have not found a side-by-side, -side, but I did find pictures of the EGA-released Blitzwing. Astrotrain, however, his colors, again, are a bit of a shade off, and his yellow eyes have been painted with red. Finally, two more Decepticon jets were certainly released in Mexico, and that would be Ramjet and Thrust. Both feature the plastic nose cone and the plastic black wheels, plastic black landing gear. Uh, their red pieces on both Thrust and Ramjet are as a bit more sparkly, and Ramjet, because he's a white jet, is a bit more of a cream-colored white jet. And that will wrap things up for Iga's offerings in 1985. And there are a few more figures to come out of Mexico in 1986, but we will save that for the 1986 version of this episode a little on down the line. And so that wraps up another episode of Transformers University. Just want to thank you all for joining me on this ride by the time you listen to this episode, we will have passed our one-year anniversary, and I'm so happy with the feedback I received from all of you. So if you want to send in some feedback on the show, please reach on out to us. Here we go. Here's all of the social media information you will need to get in touch with me, your host, Anthony Brucali. All right. On Twitter, it's at TFU underscore info. TFU underscore INFO is the handle on Twitter. Facebook.com slash TFU info. Instagram.com slash TFU info. YouTube.com slash TFU info. And please, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe. Just hit that little bell in the lower corner there. Uh, we are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We are still giving away a studio series thundercracker all you got to do is find that video on the page leave a comment on the thundercracker video and you are entered we will give away the thundercracker when we hit 1000 subscribers and finally don't forget to swing by our patreon patreon.com slash tfu info you would have heard this episode before the one year anniversary of the show and of course it would get you entered into all sorts of goodies, and exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. You can join up for as little as $1 a month, and every dollar you put into the show helps support this show and my other podcast, TFU News and Views, as well as all the videos on the YouTube channel. Now, one last programming note. We're about a month away from New York Comic Con. I, of course, will be there covering it live. I've not heard yet from Hasbro if there's going to be anything specific to 
uh, Transformers, but I can't imagine there wouldn't be a big announcement coming. Uh, whether or not they do an event or just a panel is yet to be seen, but uh, rest assured, if and when they do, I'll be there, and I will probably be live on YouTube, so please make sure you subscribe so that you know when I go live. And one more thing to celebrate this weekend. I went live 40 years ago this weekend, and I will be celebrating my birthday. Um, so again, thank you all for supporting the show, for listening, for being there. And I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, like I said, the feedback I get from you folks out there always makes me happy that you're listening. So uh, please don't hesitate to reach out and uh, let me know your thoughts on the show. Next time on Transformers University, uh, we're delving back in to another fan favorite episode. I get more feedback on these episodes, I think, than any other. And that is Transformers Books. Part 3 for 1985. We'll be finding some more weird, wacky obscurities that is in uh, the side publishing that isn't comic books and isn't the cartoon on the next episode of Transformers University. So until then, see ya.